2: It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go.
0: It's Carriker and Smallman here on 101 ESPN. I'm Michelle Smallman. Dan McLaughlin is in for Randy Carriker. It's Randy Carriker's birthday today. And Randy Carriker loves a birthday. Emily can attest to this. He brings in cakes. He loves gifts. He celebrates half birthdays in his family. So do us a solid and tweet him at Randy Carriker and wish RK a happy birthday. But right now, we are going to talk some blues hockey. We're going to the and Group and Celebrity Line, and we're welcoming in our friend from The Athletic, the blues insider at The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford. He's got all of the blues info you could possibly want. JR, what's going on? Great to talk to you.
1: Yeah, Megan, Michelle, and Danny, how you guys doing? Congratulations on the win
0: there. Thank you. I love that you're always listening to the fight. It's always right before you come on, <laughs> and I was expecting you to say, wow, Michelle, you really embarrassed yourself, and you embarrassed Dan and Emily and the show and Randy, but not today.
1: No, I'm always rooting for you guys. I hate when uh, the the rare chance that Randy loses, and then I have to do an interview right <laughs> after that because cause he's always down. But uh, But, no, good job there.
0: Yeah, Randy does not like to lose. Um, JR, I think we need to start every conversation with the Blues about Vladimir Tarasenko because we're creeping closer and closer to the start of camp. No resolution there. Are we just safe to assume that Vladimir Tarasenko is going to start the season wearing the blue note?
1: I don't think we're safe to assume that yet. It is really quiet. Uh, It has been for a couple weeks now, which is kind of surprising. I thought that maybe uh, post-draft and – and post free agency the start of free agency that we'd, we'd see something uh, but I think as we've been saying for months now guys this is a very complicated situation when you talk about the injury history and the AAV and the limited number of teams that could be interested in him and some of the work that those teams would have to do with their uh, salary cap in order to uh, fit Vladimir Tarasenko if they indeed wanted to you know that the, the team that we've been hearing for a long time now, now uh, the New York Islanders Lou Lamorello he's really keeping things close to the vest, and that's not to say that is going to wind up with the the Islanders, but uh, you never know when Lou's involved, so that's kind of the bottom line there. And as far as will he start the season with the St. Louis Blues, I still find that very, very hard to believe. We're only a month away from training camp, so anything's possible, uh, but to me, I would bet that uh, a deal would be done. Jay.
2: JR, I may have missed it, um, but has he spoken at all, like either to Russian media or anything out from Tarasenko himself?
1: No, to my knowledge, uh, no, he hasn't.
2: And have you tried? I mean, come on, man, let's go. Get on it.
1: (laughs) No, yes, yes, I have. And, uh, you know, through uh, people who he works with, uh, he has declined to to comment at the time until all this is settled. So
2: does he uh, from the people that you talk to and sources and whatnot, um, if it came down to where he's still with the Blues, what's his stance on that? What does he want to do?
1: Well, he he definitely wants to move on. And, and, you know, from what I gather, it's nothing against, uh, you know, necessarily the fans, the city. You know, he he loved his time here, but – You know, I think it's just gotten to that point, uh, like I wrote in the article, that there's lost trust between him and the organization and he's ready to move on. But, uh, you know, in in the stuff that I've written, you know, I've already put it out there a few weeks ago that he does have a contract here. So he would report here if there was no trade. Um, He's not angling to go to the KHL. He has a contract and has to abide by it. But in terms of. His preference, you know, it wouldn't be to be in St. Louis two months into the season awaiting a trade. Uh, He definitely would like to get that done and head to his new city before the start of camp.
0: Our Blues Insider and the Blues Insider at The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, joining us here on 101 ESPN. And Jeremy, your latest at The Athletic is about the Blues defense. I'm just going to read the headline. Everyone should, if you don't have a subscription to The Athletic by now, what are you doing? Come on, get it. But you you talk about the fact that the offseason isn't over, but maybe there is some concern about the Blues defense. There's been a lot of talk about Zdeno Chara potentially being a fit for the Blues. But how realistic is it that Chara would end up in St. Louis?
1: I think it's pretty unlikely, and the reason is, you're looking at Zidane Chara, Michelle, he's uh, 44 years old, and kind of a surprise still today, a year later, still a surprise that uh, he and Boston parted ways, he was a fixture there, uh, but the bottom line is, his family remained in Boston, even when he went to Washington last year and played, he wanted to be close to the family, and one of the reasons why he went to Washington is because it was a fairly close trip for him to, to get back and see the family, and so uh, the sources that I talked to said that uh, Chara would like to remain in the East, he's talking to teams in the east he hasn't made up his mind yet but i think if if there's no fit in the east i think the blues could be an option i know they're definitely interested and he would be a perfect fit i think i know that uh you know he's uh just a little bit older than Dan, right? 44 years old. But he's wow. he's, a guy who, <laughs> wow. he's, a, he's a guy who would fit on that left side. I think they do need a steady veteran presence in that top four still. After losing Vince Dunn, perhaps you could push uh, Marco Scandella down. Uh, I think he'd be a good fit, but it does seem like a long shot at this point. I'm older
2: than he is, uh, Jr. <laughs> and I thought you and I were about the same age you know. Ooh. You know, whatever. Um so I I got, I do have a question about uh what are you hearing about crowds in um non-outdoor venues, you know? So you're talking about bringing crowds back to enterprise center and across the league and travel and getting across the border with the variant now uh front and center. Is there any talk about that or anything that's going on with travel, start of the season, crowds, that kind of thing?
1: Yeah around the league there there has been you know I haven't heard too much uh, from the blues but the blues I got to give them a ton of credit they're doing a lot uh hosting vaccinations uh, down at Enterprise Center you know that's been going on for quite a while trying to get everybody uh, vaccinated and so that they can come back to the games uh, but what we have heard and read uh, around the league is that a lot of teams are are mandating that uh, the employees down at the arena do get vaccinated and I know that's going to be a a trigger word for a lot of people listening here, uh, but but I know that uh, in order to put on these events, they're going to have to keep safe. And so uh, I think with the teams, meanwhile, you're going to have a situation where the NHLPA is putting a little pressure on these players also to get vaccinated because like around uh, pro sports with uh, the NFL coming out and saying that we're not going to build time into the schedule to re- replay these games, to make up these games. So uh, we're going to have to play the schedule as it's uh, um, you know introduced and 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 how it's been made up because there's a big olympic break potentially uh, they're going to have to play hockey so they they just don't have time for any shutdowns so at this point they're just spreading the word and kind of I guess you could say putting some pressure on people just to know the consequences if you decide not to get vaccinated so
2: let me ask you this if um Let's say a team gets shut down for two weeks and you miss four or five games. Does that mean then the players miss paydays as well? Is that an incentive to where, you know what, hey, you, you guys miss games, you're not playing, game checks are over. Is that, yeah, uh, is that part word. of it too?
1: Yeah, that's the word. That's, that's you know, when I use the phrase uh, putting a little pressure on it, I, I yeah. think that's where it comes in is uh, could miss some paydays. And look, uh, even though – you know, some of the laws in terms of going into Canada have been uh, relaxed somewhat. You can go across the border if you've been vaccinated. If you haven't, you still have that 14-day quarantine period. So imagine teams, uh, U.S. teams, going into Canada and missing a couple players because they didn't get vaccinated. So I think that's where that pressure comes in. Got gotcha. you.
0: JR, one more question for me. We talked a little bit about the Blues defense. I keep thinking about different storylines that the Blues had last season. And I circle back to Colton Pareco and the back injury that he dealt with. What's the latest that you're hearing about him? Can we assume that Colton Pareco is going to be 100 percent coming into this season? And if so, that has to be a refreshing change for the Blues to think about what the defense might look like with 100 percent Colton Pareco.
1: Yeah, it's a great point, and uh, this is this uh, line that I'm about to tell you is probably a month old. But Doug Armstrong did say way back when that uh, Colton Preco did avoid surgery. I guess uh, you know that was always going to be an option. Would he need surgery? And and Doug Armstrong said that he did not. He said that uh, rehab was going to be the ticket for Colton Preco this off season, and that he was among the number of players out at team training in, in recent weeks and months. So you know, without me going out to the rink and seeing him skate or anything like that, um, you know, it, it all. It it all appears that he's going to be okay and you're right that's a huge thing when we talk about this defense we kind of think about the defense from last year that gave up so many goals against that was with a Colton Pareko that missed what 20 plus games and even when he was in there it wasn't nearly a hundred percent so if he can be closer to a hundred percent I think you like this defense a lot better so
2: it's August 19th uh what do you got about a month left and then away we go
1: yeah, I think the first uh, preseason game, the 25th, uh, just wow. a few days later. So it's uh, it's coming up quick, and I know Blues fans probably excited to hear about that. You know, Danny, this baseball team we're trying, I laid up with uh, with the Cardinals last night and listened to you. I could hear in your voice as soon as that ball went over the fence, you know, here we go again type thing. So um, maybe you can stay in that race, but uh, if not, you got Blues hockey right around the corner.
2: <laughs> so what's that, uh, you know, why, why you got to go to the Cardinals stuff? You know, we're talking <laughs> hockey. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I could I could hear it. I always wonder though, you know, uh when when you have that home run and I hear the dread in your voice, well it's
2: Oh shoot. Did he cut out oh, man. 18, innings, eighteen innings,
1: nineteen innings and then get up for the show? It's all
2: right. You know what? It's uh talking sports for a living, man. Come on. Yep, yep, yep. Come on, man. This is not that big a deal. You know that J R. For sure. All right, and buddy. only
0: four out in the wild card still.
2: Yes, four out in the wild card. Jr. Wake I up.
1: The race, right? I set up the race.
0: <laughs> you did. You did. Well, that's Jeremy Rutherford. Great stuff from him. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at jp I, you know Rutherford.
2: It is great. Is that you know? <laughs> Michelle won four tickets by <laughs> winning the fight. You know that right, Jr. By listening. Yeah. yeah and she yeah. told me during the break. She goes, "Man, I would do anything if I could just take Jr. And his family." <laughs> so I don't know if you guys are all going together or what, but just uh, you might want to hit up Michelle.
1: You know, what's funny is my 8-year-old is sitting here uh, eating waffles. I'm not Adam Wainwright. I don't pitch the night before, but I do make waffles the next day for my kids. Nice. And so uh, he was listening to uh, the fight and heard you give Michelle the tickets. And I said, I have to go on the radio. And he said, Dad, can you get tickets?
0: Oh, Uh, follow-up question here, JR. Are these frozen waffles that you're throwing in the toaster? Of course. are Are you whipping up the batter and throwing them in the griddle?
1: Let's get real here. These are definitely uh, eggs (laughs) and waffles coming out of the freezer. Yeah, who are we kidding?
0: Still delicious, though. Still delicious. JR, thanks so much. Great stuff. We'll talk to you soon.
1: All right, see you guys. See you, buddy.
0: That's Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Insider at The Athletic. As we mentioned, you can follow all his great work at The Athletic or follow him on Twitter at JPRutherford.
3: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Grifols Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifolsplasma.com.